Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is Sunday, July 19th. I am Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California, joined by two of my sisters. Monica Dolan, how is everything in Portland, Oregon? Well, it's hot here, Liz. Hot. My my own personal hot weather protocol is in effect in my house. I'll tell you about it a little bit later. Okay. And Julie Dolan, I... I think you're still in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Is that correct? Yes, Liz. I'm still here. Nana Camp is still in effect, although Parents Weekend starts on Monday. I think that's going to be okay for Nana. Yeah. Have yeah, a day off. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So yep. that means your son and your daughter-in-law are arriving to take back custody of their children? Well, <laughs> my daughter-in-law and yet another camper, the 18-month-old, are oh. showing. Oh, so, okay. So, so... It's not it's not exactly free and clear, but um, but I think it might provide some moments of uh, solitude. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, so on today's show, I think we're going to get a Nana Camp update. As Monica said, we're going to hear what's involved in her hot weather protocol. Everyone has theirs. Um, there are a couple of hard news things going on in the world that we wanted to comment on today. Uh, one is yay for space. I just want to say that coming up. Another is there have been a series of new revelations this weekend in the Bill Cosby story. And that's something we haven't really talked about on Satellite (laughs) Sisters. It's so distressing, the whole thing. Anyway, there's a little bit to talk about there uh, this weekend that's new. Monica, when I read in the national news about the, there's a whole big tsunami hitting the Pacific Northwest. What is that story? Well, it's called The Really Big One, Liz, and I'm going to tell you about it. Okay. That sounds interesting. Uh, and then we're going to relax a little bit. We've, Julie, you've been spending a lot of time this week in watercraft, I understand. Right. It was watercraft week at Nana Camp, so I have some reports. I'm happy to say we're all, we're all alive. We all survived. <laughs> okay, but first I want us to, we're going to launch something totally new for Satellite Sisters. So right here at the top of the show, I just want a little spend a little time uh explaining our embrace of instagram oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. monica are you an instagrammer yet i am not liz but i i i hear that i'm going to be starting this afternoon yes i think you're going to enjoy it okay i've been instagram well that's what you told me about pinterest (laughs) and and you you got me hooked on pinterest last week and now i'm sucked in liz you are yep Pinterest is fun. Pinterest is good. Um, especially if, because you, like me, you spend a lot of time fantasizing about what you would do to your home if you ever got around to doing anything. Exactly. Right? <laughs> oh, I, I was shopping for sectionals last night. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, so here's the deal with Instagram. 
you know, we have a very lively Satellite Sisters community on Facebook, which we enjoy. There's a Facebook page that you can like, and that's where we, the Satellite Sisters, we get to post anything we want you to see, but that's from us to you. Then there's a Satellite Sisters Facebook group where it's kind of an all-play there in the Facebook group. You get to post things we comment, we we post things you comment, we love all the sharing that goes on there, and there's a wide range of things, wouldn't you say, Julie, that get like opened up and discussed on the Facebook group? Liz, I don't miss a day going to our Facebook group. I mean, it's it's from serious topics to silly topics. Uh, you know, there it's news items. It's news you can use. It's all there. Uh, there's a lively discussion going on right now about an ad that's on TV for the uh, Volkswagen Passat. It's and how it depicts young boys. And uh, I take a look at it. So uh, everything's there, Liz. Okay. All right. So, but, you know, it's just not social enough for us yet. So Instagram is apparently the latest thing starting about three years ago. And so, <laughs> so we just decided that for Satellite Sisters, Instagram is like the easiest thing at all. Obviously, it's a photo posting service, and you share your photos with anyone who's following. So, um, so we've launched an Instagram feed. So if you go and you, you sign up for Instagram, then you will be able to just follow us at Sat Sisters. Um, and then we want to celebrate your summer fun and see what you and your satellite sisters are doing this summer. So we are going to have a hashtag that is hashtag Sat Sisters Summer Fun. And uh, any photos you have that you think falls under that description, you post them on your own feed, but then you hashtag it, Sat Sisters Summer Fun, and then we'll all get to see them because we'll all get to check on that hashtag and we'll see what everyone around the country and the world is sharing as their um, Sat Sisters Summer Fun. Now, here's the thing. For many of us, Instagram is new. Julie, I know that you're, you have some Instagram issues, which we are going to deal yes. with after the show. Yes, I wrote you an email this morning entitled, Pulling My Hair Out. Okay? <laughs> yes, and Liz wrote back, she says, I'm think, she, she thinks I'm overthinking it, Monica. So, uh, yes, but yeah. uh, there's lots of tutorials out there, Liz. Yeah. It's, I, I, it's not that I haven't been able to post, it's just posting in the right place. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to say a few things about this. And then, as Julie said, I've posted some tutorials on our Facebook page and on our Facebook group. So if you're new to Instagram, we are not expert enough to answer your questions, but there are plenty of experts out there in the world. There are like so many tutorials on YouTube that you can watch as many as you want. And But I think the key is to just start experimenting. But here are a few things I learned this week in my experimentation. Well, first of all, let me confess that our niece, Catherine Dolan, who has been on Satellite Sisters before and who is a digital media expert. She worked at Razorfish in New York. This is sort of her world. Plus, she's 20-something, so of course she knows all this stuff. I had a little Instagram conversation with her last month where she was saying, oh, it's easy. You just do this and look at this over here and blah, 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 blah. And she's describing all of these things to me that I cannot even see as she's describing them. Like, I have no idea what she's talking about. So finally, I was like, Catherine, hold up. Wait a minute. I, you keep talking about these things that are not visible to me. What am I doing wrong? And we realized, and this is really key, it's because I was on a laptop 
And Instagram is not a laptop thing, people. That's the first thing you have to embrace. Oh. Instagram is a mobile thing, Monica. It's only on your mobile phone. And it, I have one of those. Yeah, you. Now that you have a smartphone, I think you will really enjoy this. But it's a mobile thing, not a laptop thing. So you just got to embrace your phone. And if you don't have a smartphone, then really, then you're off the hook. Really, we're not asking you to do anything. You can't really join in. But if you do have a smartphone, um, it is a fun way to just take pictures and then share them around. So that's my tip number one. Instagram is a mobile thing, not a laptop thing. So just get over it. Uh, my tip number two is that hashtags are the new hyperlinks. So you know how when you do a, uh, if you do a post on a blog or a post on your Facebook page, um, you'll put in a link to the article that you're talking about or whatever. Hyperlinks are not a thing on Instagram. It's all about the hashtags. So it means you just, this is where I think you might be overthinking it, Julie. You okay. just, you literally just post a picture. You're your Julie Dolan identity, whatever that is on Instagram. And you just post a picture uh, and you write a fun caption, what you want us to know about that picture. And then you just put hashtag sat sisters. Then anyone who's searching for the Satellite Sisters photos can just check that. Or if you want to enter the contest, you uh, put in hashtag Sat Sisters Summer Fun. Oh, is and Julie eligible for the contest? Julie is not. <laughs> <laughs> just a few rules. I don't think that would be fair. I think no, but that I, would be fair. I, I don't know. I, that's, no. Of course I don't. I'm not going to. No, but I would like us. We should be posting our photos. I want us to participate. But you're right, Monica. We will not go in the hat at the end of the summer uh, for when we're going to pull a couple of winners. So, Julie, I feel like if you just, we'll talk about it after the show, but just, there's no hyperlinks, it's just hashtags, and if you want us to see anything you're posting, you can tag us, at SatSisters, or just put a hashtag, hashtag SatSisters, or hashtag SatSistersSummerFun. Now, here's another thing I did with the hashtags and our identity. You know, I'm kind of a brand stickler, and I've never been a fan of, like, shortening up brand names to make them into some alternate things. So I usually stick to the full form of Satellite Sisters. However, it's been proven to us many times over the last, well, how long have we been doing this show? Fifteen years. That many people do not know how to spell the word satellite. <laughs> Wouldn't you say, Monica? Yes. That, that's a, that's been proven beyond question. <laughs> Even some of the sisters. I know. On occasion. I know. Is it one T, two L's, two T's, one L? It's just who's got the time, frankly? Who's got the time to worry about that every time? So this is why we shortened our Instagram identity and our Twitter identity, for that matter, to just at Sat Sisters. So if you're try if you're looking for us at Satellite Sisters, it's not going to work. We're at Sat Sisters anyway. So um, so Instagram is a mobile thing. Hashtags are the new hyperlinks. And then the other little tip I want to pass along because Nicole, who already follows us on Instagram, posted this today uh, to help me. She said. When you comment, tag the person you want to see the comment. So that, for instance, if I was posting a picture that you were in, Julie, I yes. would post the photo and then I would tag you. So at whatever your what is? Do you have an Instagram identity? You don't yes, have to tell I me. Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Liz. Yeah. So I would you if you wanted to tag me, you would tag at Satellite Sister Liz. 
as oh. you can see, I used the full form of the word, which okay. I know means some people are going to drop off. Sorry, but so anything you post, if you want me to see it, you just then you you also put at satellite sister Liz, but then you hashtag it, hashtag sat sisters, hashtag sat sisters summer fun. So that's as much explanation as I'm going to do of Instagram in general, because as I say, many available tutorials online. Um, we are not. This falls into the category we at Satellite Sisters call the no follow-up questions category. Yes. And that's what we call any category where we don't really have a, no, a lot of knowledge about it. We have just enough to be dangerous. So we're putting this out there. You want to learn how to use Instagram, I say, number one, check the online tutorials. Number two, just try it. The more you experiment, the more you'll see how it works. Anyway, so here's our contest. So all summer, post any photos you want that you think capture the spirit of Sat Sisters Summer Fun. Just post it on your feed. Use our hashtag. So hashtag Sat Sisters Summer Fun. Uh, and at the end of the summer, on Labor Day weekend, we're going to give away two prizes. Now, it's a drawing. This is not a game of skill. Okay? We're not... We're not judging your photos. Uh, we just want everybody to participate. And because Instagram is a fun, easy thing to do, we just want to help everyone learn how to do it. So um, just post your super fun photos. Hashtag Sat Sisters Summer Fun. I've decided we're going to have two categories. One is fun that you're having now. Like, what are you doing this summer or in summers in the recent past? Just, just great summer fun photos you have. And so you can, you can post those. And another one is what I'm calling throwback fun. So you have old photos from back in the day of things you might have done. Uh, so please, I think throwback fun is hilarious to look at. I posted two photos that I would put in the throwback fun category during the week, if you're already following us on Instagram. Monica, did you see? I posted your bathing suit photo, the one you okay. sent me. Good. So this is a classic, like Dolan Girls summer fun. On a podium. Fun. On a podium, yes. So this is me, Sheila, and Monica on a podium at a swim meet. Um, the we each have some kind of you know prize, some kind of little ribbon. Uh, six. I won sixth place. Sixth place. <laughs> and apparently, I'm overjoyed. If you see my face, I'm just thrilled. Sixth place ribbon. So Monica's wearing a sixth place ribbon, even though it's really only the three of us on the podium. That's my favorite part of the photo, <laughs> is that, you know, so uh, Monica and Sheila and I all have identical bathing suits on. And I'd like to point out, those were not our swim team bathing suits. Those were just our family team bathing suits. Every summer, Julie, isn't it true that our mother went out and just bought like four or five of the same bathing suit in all different more, sizes? More than that, Liz, because uh, the boys also, our brothers had to wear matching suits as well. It was a safety thing. She wanted to be able to look out at the pool and be able to identify the Dolan children. So we all wore the same bathing suits. Yes. <laughs> So anyway, if you go to Atsat Sisters on Instagram, you will see that very funny photo of me, Sheila, and Monica uh, together on a podium in our matching bathing, bathing suits. I also posted one that we just found in the family archives at our cousin Anne's home, which is a picture of our mother, Edna Dolan, and our cousin's mother, Eleanor Morningstar, um, 
And these, so this is Edna's twin sister, Eleanor. You've heard us talk about our twin aunt before. And it's when they were little girls. They're in these adorable little romper outfits on these adorable little bicycles. Did you check out that photo? It's, it's so sweet. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really sweet. I had, I had never seen that before. So anyway, so I posted a few of those on Instagram just to get going. So, so we, ha- we want to see your fun now photos, and we want to see your throwback fun photos. Just post them on your feed. Hashtag them. What did I say? What's the, the hashtag? Hashtag Sat Sisters Summer Fun Liz yes. or hashtag Sat, Sat Sisters. Sisters. Correct. Okay. See, we're, we're already all, all on board. Hashtagging. Yes. 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 So, um, so anyway, go crazy, be creative and, you know, but you don't, don't overthink it. If it's just a lazy day in your own backyard and it's a picture of someone you love in a hammock, go for it. We have a preference for photos of people. Uh, cause I think it's fun to see people, um, as opposed to say just a picture pets of Pets your... are good. Pets are good too. Liz. Pets are good too. People uh, right. and pets. Yeah. But mm-hmm. inanimate objects, like I look at a barbecue and I think of summer fun, but we don't necessarily need pictures of your barbecue. Uh, <laughs> and then, then at the end of the summer, there are actual prizes involved here. So we're going to talk a little bit more about the prizes next week. I just want to explain the contest this week, but I'll tell you the prizes are furnished to us by Sol de Janeiro. This is a like delicious, fantastic line of Brazilian beauty products just Ooh. reaching the United States. They have they have three products, Monica. Um, one which is not in our prize, but which we will work up to. I thought it was too ambitious for us. It's their new Brazilian boom, boom cream. So, (laughs) and it's because to help my boom, boom. Yes. What do Brazilians love more than anything else on their bodies? Their boom, booms. They're very famous for their boom, booms. And uh, so the Brazilian boom, boom cream, which I am using all over my body because there's really not much I can use do for my boom boom. You can use it everywhere on your body. It's just it's just like it's this amazing moisturizer. Anyway, the Brazilian boom boom cream is one product. They have another thing called the Brazilian Golden Body Veil, and it's been explained to me that Brazilian women, what they do is any peach fuzz they have on their body, they don't really wax as much as we are led to believe. They actually dye it a golden color, so like bleach it a golden color, so that it shimmers in the sun. So any peach fuzz on their body is like gives them a golden shimmery, golden veil look. So that's kind of interesting, but I thought that was not really the right one for the Satellite Sisterhood. So the product we have for the Satellite Sisterhood is the new Samba Two-Step Foot Fetish Care System. Oh, yes. So this mm-hmm. is just, I figure we may not like Brazilian boom booms, the beauty of the Brazilian boom boom may be out of reach for us, but you know, but beautiful feet we're we could be we could compete in that category. I mean maybe not the Dolans because we all have Fred Flintstone feet, but uh just generally, foot care is a nice, luxurious thing, so at the end of the summer, we're going to give away two um Samba two-step foot fetish care systems from Sol de Janeiro. One's going to be for anyone that enters the winner in the now photo category. And the other one will be if you hashtag throwback fun. Uh, we'll pick one of those. Anyway, so more details about Sol de Janeiro as your summer fun goes on. But there you have it, okay? 
we're gonna we're gonna give this a go. It's just it's just a try. So is everyone in? You guys? Yeah, we're in. in. We're in. Yeah, I think it can be fun, and it's just like a tester, easygoing summer fun. We're gonna give this a try, uh, and we'll see how it works. And then in the future, we can have more themes in Instagram, whatever. Oh, somebody already posted a question about uh, cross. Are we gonna cross post to Facebook? Here's the thing about that. You're losing me. You're losing me and Monica. Okay. I'm going to say two things about cross-posting to Facebook. Number one is um, if you want to participate in the contest, you have to post it on Instagram. So if you want to be in the contest, you you have to do that. But we will make an effort once I understand what cross-posting means and how to do it. uh, We'll share photos onto our Facebook group. But the actual contest is going to be happening on Instagram. So, and we'll just see how that that rolls during the summer. Okay, so how's that? We good? That was good, Liz. Good report. Okay. Good explanation. <laughs> Very a motivational speech for I think for everyone. Monica, yeah. do you feel motivated now? I, I'm I'm signing up today. Okay. I good. think if you own a smartphone, you will find that this is really fun, and it's um, it's just simple and fun. It's just about photos and hashtags. Anything else is overthinking it. Uh, okay, so moving on to uh, some of the things we want to talk about here on Satellite Sisters today. I just want to comment a little bit on, like, Pluto. <laughs> I know, Julie, you and Leanne talked about Pluto quite a bit this week on the it show. It was such a big big week for Pluto. So thrilling, so exciting. Um, I, You know, I couldn't be happier for Pluto. Yeah. Could you? Yeah. And I'm I'm also happy. I feel like the like space is back in vogue. You know, that's what makes me excited. I feel like we were ignoring space for I don't know, 20, 30 years. It's like we put a man on the moon and then we all got bored with the space shuttle and we just decided that like all the smart people in the world should be working on, you know, a new Twitter app or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the, the idea that people are really starting to think about space again in a big way and the public is getting excited, I'm excited about the excitement about space. So obviously the people that worked on this Pluto mission have been working for 15 years, but the rest of us barely knew that right so so i enjoy that and i was listening to a podcast yesterday um there's a um there's like a a, a, a digital news site and feed called uh decode a recode sorry called recode and they have a new podcast and so the the woman who runs that um that site her name is kara swisher she was at the wall street journal for a long time she has this new podcast where she talks to like tech geniuses or talks about tech geniuses. Anyway, the whole show, their their first episode of um, Recode Decode was all about Elon Musk. And obviously, mm-hmm. Elon Musk is SpaceX, right? Yes. So just and, really, Tesla, and Tesla. And Tesla. Tesla. Right. And and I like that, too. Like, the, the fact that Elon Musk, he really believes he's going to be able to put not just, like, a couple of dozen people on Mars. He believes he can have thousands of people living on Mars in his lifetime. Um, and I enjoy the fact that Elon Musk believes that, you know, because he's working on it. He's not, mm-hmm. he's not just writing some science fiction book about it, you know, mm-hmm. or creating a video game about it <laughs> where they pretend it's true. He's actually doing the best he can. And mm-hmm. obviously SpaceX has had a couple of, you know, bad turns this summer, 
But again, he's excited about space and being in space and what we can learn in space. I like that. Jeff Bezos, too. This seems to be like the new billionaire thing to love. Uh, Jeff Bezos has some space plan. So I just want to say I have no interest in going to space. (laughs) I don't know if you guys do. Would you ever go to Mars? No. 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 <laughs> I think we all went on that ride at Disney. Yeah, Mission to Mars. That was as close as I'm getting to Mars. I'm still, oh, that's still right. recovering from it. We were so <laughs> sick when we got off that ride. Yes, I think it's then everyone like between the nausea and the touch of claustrophobia that runs through our family, we are not gonna be going to Mars anytime soon, but I invite anyone out there who's interested in going to Mars or figuring out how to get other people to Mars. I love it. Keep on it. It's very exciting to have space in the news again. So, um, so that was cool. I, it was a it was a big week for Pluto. Yeah, I saw the um, one of the press conferences where it was a live thing, and they were showing more pictures of Pluto that were coming back. The when they the conference where where they showed the first pictures of the mountains uh-huh. and the ridges and I was in my office because it was during my lunch hour I mean tears were just streaming down my face I just couldn't believe it I mean when they said Tombo Reggio that was it I was gone <laughs> I, I was sobbing that was just it was just so exciting to see them talk about it you it know is. It and they is. were just wonderful scientists the way they explained everything it was it was great i loved that mission operations manager i think her name was alice was that it i mm-hmm. mean she was just like that is awesome excellent job satellite sister yeah. like i love when you see that too the mix of the who the scientists are and how they came to this project and what their backgrounds are it's like i'm i'm all for that um, at, at Nat Geo, we ran a special this week called Mission Pluto. So, and I'm sure that will repeat a million times in the next month. So, uh, if you want to meet more of the scientists that were in on that, um, check that out on the National Geographic channel. But that was very, very good news this week. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Absolutely. Okay, now the very bad news this week. We as a group haven't really talked much about the Bill Cosby case, right? Right. I mean, it's every, you know, I mean, number one, you didn't want to get ahead of the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just didn't want to make claims or accusations uh, just because you, you didn't know what was true and what was not true. Although the, you know, the number of women that have come forward about this, I mean, it just, it looks so bad. But there's new news, right, Liz? Yeah, there's new news. I mean, like 10 days ago, they they unsealed uh, some of those court records where it was clear that that Bill Cosby had, um, uh, you know, had, uh, like, confessed, so to speak, or, you know, um, agreed. Admitted. Admitted, least. right. The Bill Cosby admitted that he had, had done some of these things in the one particular case. And so then that allowed some more digging around on the part of journalists. And over the weekend, the New York Times is running uh, a big story where um, they obtained this other memorandum. It was a, it was a, a long deposition um, a thousand-page deposition transcript of a, a deposition that Cosby had given a while ago in one of these cases. And he actually goes into 
quite a bit of detail. He admitted to giving young women quaaludes. And, you know, in the story, he says the same as a person would have a drink. Um, you know, he admitted to sex with a lot of these different young women. And it is just so disturbing on so many levels when you see, you know, someone like that who was like the most trusted man in America at a yeah. certain point. He yeah. was like America's dad. To realize and that, like, so admired, you know, so admired, so well liked. I mean, you know, I mean, people bought sweaters because they liked the sweaters that he wore on TV. I do you remember that whole sort of Bill Cosby phase. I yes. mean, you know, people emulated Bill Cosby. They really wanted to be like him. Yeah, yeah, and he had seven different prescriptions from Jeez. different doctors, and you know, just the. The the idea that he was drugging and raping women, it, yeah. it's obviously true now. I mean, we know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so that's super disturbing. But as I was reading through this deposition or the story in the Times about the deposition this weekend, it's also clear that there were – he had handlers and people around yeah. him that were – helping him silence these women yeah who knew that was they knew what was going on right yeah. they Which were bringing is, the young women to him and you know it's just that is part. likely is it likely that any of them will face charges as being sort of accessories to crime you know to a crime i don't or, know julie the actual yeah. criminal justice aspect of this i don't understand because yeah. You know, they've talked about statute of limitations running out on some of these things or the he said, she said quality of some of the accusations. But now I think we know, right? Yeah. We know yeah. generally that he was behaving this way for a long time, that he's a very bad, bad person who did bad, bad things to many women. But we also now know that a lot of the people around him facilitated that over yeah. years, you know, probably his agents obviously his lawyers they now lawyers are bound by confidentiality so like i don't but that is really a sickening aspect of this story Mm -hmm. that is just starting to settle on me you know that he was allowed to keep doing this by people who should have made him stop right or who should have not participated in a conspiracy to allow bill cosby to continue raping women you know Yeah. yeah You know, and these women, as they came forward, we've talked a lot on Satellite Sisters this summer about staying noisy and what it means to speak up for yourself. You know, when you think of how the women that came forward were shamed or he accused them of being liars and that other people that knew these women were telling the truth were standing by and just letting it continue to happen. My God, it's just it's just kind of unbearably sickening to imagine Mm -hmm. That, that that groups of people agree like well we're just you know it kind of reminds me of the whole catholic church priest um yeah that, uh, exactly thing. it's not it's not dissimilar liz yeah. you know that where just it was this cons- you know conspiracy of silence that you you know that the people you know were not going to say anything or discredit you if you came forward and tried to make claims yeah. you know and they or, knew it was wrong i mean yeah. all these people knew that this was not right these yes. were you know these yeah. women were being drugged and raped. Yes. So, right. There's the conspiracy of silence when it's protecting a really bad person continuing to do really bad things. It's just incredibly sad. But at least in this case, I guess the good news is the conspiracy has been broken. The silence has been broken. Maybe now we'll, you know, learn more um, 
about what really did go on, but the kind of people that facilitate that, I don't know. There's like a special circle in hell for the people that allow that kind of stuff to keep going on. I right, mean, it because be- it was all, you know, I'm sure based on, you know, money and greed. You yeah, know, that they right. didn't want to they didn't want to do anything to upset, you know, their, you know, you know, their paycheck, you know, yeah. Bill Cosby. So, yeah. So anyway, if you I, want to read more about this, I'll, I'll post it on the blog. Uh, the Times this weekend has that has a whole new um, series of revelations uh, right on the front page. So I, I saw a quick tweet. I saw a tweet today just quickly um, uh, by James Ponawazic, who was the, is a TV critic. He used to work for Time magazine. And he wrote, after father figures Atticus Finch and Bill Cosby, I can only say, Kyle Chandler, you had better be squeaky, blankety blank clean. <laughs> yes, Coach Taylor, Coach yeah, Taylor, we need we need father figures, okay? Please don't break our hearts, Coach Taylor. Please, uh, you're uh, right. You're right. That is, yeah, that that is so true. Anyway, all right. What else is in the news, Monica? Well, we had a busy week here in Oregon. A lot of science news. Um, so a lot of talk this week in Oregon about uh, earthquakes and tsunamis. So here's the deal. The New Yorker magazine published a story this week, and it was called The Really Big One. Uh, and so it sparked a lot of discussion in Oregon uh, in, in Oregon about what would happen if we had a giant earthquake here, because that's what the story was about. So here's what I know. We, there is this thing out there called the Cascadia Subduction Zone. And it's 700 miles off the coast of Oregon, Washington. It goes all the way down to Mendocino, California. So scientists tell us if this zone gives way, the resulting earthquake will be called the big one. And it will be like an 8.0 to 8.6 magnitude earthquake. If the whole Cascadia subduction zone ruptures, it will be the really big one. <laughs> the very big one. I'm sorry, 8.7 and 9.2 magnitude. So this sort of set off a panic in people. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, the line in the story from The New Yorker that got people the most was the director of FEMA said, everything west of Interstate 5, that's sort of the main north-south interstate between Canada and Mexico, he said, everything west of Interstate 5 will be toast. <gasps> wow. Okay. Well, that's that, that's where you live. Can we right. just specify? I, it's I where li- you work. It's where you live. Right. I live a half a mile from I-5 in what is now known as the toast zone. <laughs> I, so what was interesting about the article is that they uh, – interviewed there is a paleo seismologist at Oregon State University they have a big earthquake tsunami research center there and his name is Chris Goldfinger and Dr. Goldfinger excellent is, name okay he's, excellent he's name. my new go-to man for earthquakes and tsunamis and I'm gonna believe everything he tells me okay not to mention the fact he looks like Robert Redford a little oh, bit. Oh, nice. So I saw him on a live feed. So he said the odds of this, the big one or the very big one happening in the next 50 years is like one in three. 
that's pretty good odds that something's going to happen there. And so, of course, after the big earthquake happens, 15 minutes later, there will be a giant tsunami, okay? And it will hit the coast of Oregon and Washington, and the waves are going to be, you said, 100 feet high, okay? Now, where I live, I'm not going to be in the tsunami zone, but it doesn't matter because I'm going to be toast. (laughs) I mean, everything around us, the buildings are going to fall. It's just the infrastructure that's going to be destroyed. So the utilities, gas, water, bridges, highways will be out. Um, and I, I have been listening to Dr. Goldfinger very closely this week. He did kind of a live chat on the Oregonian where the, the site for the newspaper and people asked him questions like, if I'm at the coast, if I'm in seaside, the earthquake comes, I only have 15 minutes. Would it be better for me to try to go to get to the top floor of my hotel or to turn and run? As fast as I can. He's like, I suggest running. <laughs> I'm just running as fast as you can. So oh I thought, God. you know what? I could just stick my head in the sand or I could be, to try to be a little bit more prepared. Uh-huh. So I've been thinking so about. So what are you doing? What are you going to do, Monica? Okay. So first of all, Dr. Goldfinger said it is survivable, even if it's a 9.0 magnitude earthquake, but things are going to be terrible in Oregon for a long time. They said months before water and electricity would be prepared. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start small. Next weekend, I'm going to go to the coast. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to spend a weekend at the beach because it may not be there. <laughs> may not oh, be I there like that, Monica. The very like- one comes. Uh-huh. So then I'm going to get a bathtub, bathtub plug, okay? Mm-hmm. Because you need to fill up your bathtub with water because um, you need to have water. That's the main thing. You need to have water and food. Then but, Monica, but, Monica, if the earthquake, you can't, what, are you going to leave a bathtub full of water all the time? Yeah. You get, you fill up your bathtub with water so you have extra water, Julie. I know, but you can't, if, well, you're just going to live like that with a bathtub full of water? I mean, yes, it might not happen for 50 every, years. Everyone's going to be living like that. There's you're talking be about after, after the earthquake, you're going to fill your bathtub, or now? No, after. <laughs> oh, well, but after you won't be able to because the water lines will be ruptured in the earthquake. Well, so you got to you're gonna have, have to get canisters of water. You have to get like containers of water, right? Right. I'm also going to get containers of potable. I think that's the correct word. Yeah. Potable water, and I do have some water in my garage, but I'm going to get more water. I'm going to get more flashlights. I'm going to strap my water heater to the wall in the garage. Yeah. I'm not sure. It's strapped to the wall in the garage now. But you can also use the water in your water heater if it doesn't fall over, uh, you know, for your water needs, okay? I'm going to get more canned food. Liz, I'm going to go to Costco, get more canned food, Mm -hmm. fill up my freezer um, with stuff. And I'm just going to be a little bit more prepared, you know? Good, Monica. You know, it's hard for me. They say... You should try to make sure your house is bolted to the foundation. I, I'm i not sure my house is bolted to the foundation. <laughs> what, what would your guess be? Probably not, Liz. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. But, yeah, I don't think you should do any, like, DIY bolting, Monica. Okay? Just stay no, away from that project. They said you, you can get some kind of home kits at... Oh. Uh, I don't think I can get a home kit to do that. But you could have someone come out and look at your house 
and see if that. I think that's going to be the least of my problems, really. Yeah. It's do you have a be- picture? Do you have a picture over your bed? Do you have anything hanging on the wall over your bed? Uh, I do, Julie. Uh, I, would, so- I would that that you should bolt down because that would like that if you know the earthquake comes and you're in bed. The picture's going to fall on your head, and then you're not going to have to worry about the water in the bathtub. <laughs> it's, it's See not, what I mean? It's not so much the earthquake. I think I could survive. It's it's the aftermath. Mm-hmm. What they're talking about here is this destruction, you know, a lot of death and destruction. So I don't want to freak out about it. Some people are freaked out about it in Portland, but I just want to have a few more things in place. Yeah. You know, because I lived in Portland for many years, too, a lot of my Facebook friends are Pacific Northwesterners, particularly Oregonians. On everyone's Facebook page all this They're week, this about is all they were talking yeah. about. It was, like, it was a huge story. Yeah. And I'm sure somebody could write the exact same story about Southern California and the San Andreas Fall, right? It's probably already been done, like how bad it's going to be here. But this sounded very vivid and, you know. No, I think Dr. Goldfinger made the point that the Cascadia subduction zone is dangerous than the San Andreas Fault. It's more dangerous. Yeah, more dangerous. And more likely that something catastrophic could happen there. So, uh, So a lot of tsunami talk. I have to say our paper, The Oregonian, did a very good job. There were a lot of Q&As with Dr. Goldfinger that I read. Um, But in some other ways, I don't know what's happening with our local paper, The Oregonian. Uh, It may have jumped the shark a couple of months ago. So we have something in Portland called the Naked Bike Ride. Yes. Mm -hmm. Of course you you (laughs) Because Because it's not illegal to be naked in Portland. Okay, so the naked bike ride started out with a couple of dozen people that wanted to get naked and ride their bikes through the street. And now it's morphed into, it's a big night, thousands of riders, thousands of naked people take this, take to the streets in Portland. It's quite a big deal. So, you know, the Oregonian could have just reported on it and maybe had like one blurry group photo. But instead, there was this 78 picture, like pictorial, like it was just 78 pictures of naked people. So, of course, people are going to click through those things, you know. It was like the biggest story of the year, I'm sure, as far as people looking at a news story. And then they just went on and on. And then they had a whole story about where can you get naked in Portland. Again, more naked people in Portland. It was like, what is happening to the paper? Just show us one picture of the naked bike ride. And move on. So then yesterday, this is when I really, I, I, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was a hoax. So the other thing that's happened in Portland, you know, they legalized recreational marijuana July 1st. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, big, big, big deal. Big day. So now there's like a marijuana news desk at the Oregonian. <laughs> and it's sort of all pot news all the time. I mean, it's just more stories about pot, how to grow pot where to smoke it, whatever. It's all about pot. They have a, they have a pot desk now. 
So, Monica, as uh, Leon told me, because I was complaining about the pot situation in Colorado, it's called weed now. So okay. just okay. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, thank you, Julie. Uh, so all weed news all the time. You know, they have like full time weed desk. Uh, but I open up the paper and I see this little bit. This was just yesterday. There is a 24-7 live stream camera on the four pot plants that are growing at the paper's office, at the Oregonian's <laughs> office. Because this is, this is the Pulitzer Prize winning <laughs> yes. Oregonian, right? Do you see what's happening here? Yeah. So, yes. So you're allowed, every person over 21 is allowed to grow four marijuana plants. So the Oregonian, it's a live feed. There's a camera on. They started with the seed, and now I guess the plants have bloomed, and they're growing. And I thought, who would want to watch that? I honestly thought it was a hoax. But then I thought, well, yeah, well, people that are stoned would probably enjoy the 24-7 live streaming camera that the mayor of, from the weed desk at the And that's all I'm going to say. It's crazy. Wow. wow. Well, you know, though, when you get hit by the very big one, that's going to take the edge off. That's going to be. I think <laughs> it is, Liz. I think if you, you have to, in addition to the food and water, you might want to lay in a weed supply uh just because right, right, right. in that nice backyard of yours monica yeah yeah right. otherwise the death and destruction might actually get to you but right. you know <laughs> wow that is crazy well it's uh, the word for that is clickbait right yeah, exactly <laughs> anything all- to get you to click through it's all clickbait. They're falling for it that's where the paper's <laughs> going these days so that's why i was happy to see that they covered this earthquake tsunami news. So they did well. a good job with that. Yeah. So yeah. let's Monica, get back one, to that. Monica, one final question. I know this was the story in the New Yorker. Do you think it was somehow the New Yorkers want the West Coast people to feel like yes. even they- <laughs> Yes. Wait a minute. What was the end of the question? She buzzed in early on that on that question. They want us to feel bad about living in the West. Yes. Yeah. You think yeah, they're just jealous of all the freedoms we have here in the West? I think they are You're much safer in New York City than you are in Oregon or California. Right. Yeah. And living living on the beautiful Oregon coast, which is really heaven there. So, yeah, they want us to feel bad about living in the West. <laughs> 24-7 pot cam. That's all I'm going to say. They're just jealous. <laughs> okay, sisters. Well, I wanted to give you just a brief report from Nana Camp this week because it was Watercraft Week Ooh. at Nana Camp. We oh, did, exciting. I know. I know. Just, just been promising, you know, that we would take them, do some kind of rafting, some tubing. And so this was the week. The weather cooperated. Uh, uh, my husband was back in town. So we went rafting on the Colorado River with the six-year-old and the eight-year-old. Uh, and Did they love it? Monica, it was fantastic. Now, the trip was, you know, we went with a guide and we went with an out, you know, an outfitter and they do this all the time. They, you know, they had an age limit. They'd get, take kids as young as six and up and everything like that. So they have a good reputation. It was absolutely, you know, fantastic. As an adult, it was fantastic. Um, because, you know, you have, you know, the Colorado River, the scenery, we saw bald eagles, that part of it 
was fantastic. But trying to contain a six-year-old boy on a raft <laughs> for, for like four hours, you know, because one of the things that I realized is the, um, the rafting guide, our guide Pete, he does this every day, okay? And he's a rock climber, he's a skier, and he's a river guide. So his idea of like what is safe and Nana's idea of what is safe <laughs> for six-year-old are not the same, you know, because there, there's the river, a gap there. You have there was standards. a little gap. I mean, I I totally concede that Pete knew everything a lot more about the river, but I, you know, I think Pete came to understand that I knew more about the six-year-old. Okay, and so, I mean, for example, we were with another nice family from St. Louis on our raft. They had a little girl who was about the same age as Alice. Um, and the parents also were towing a little ducky canoe thing so that they wanted to, um, they wanted to sort of paddle behind the raft because the wife said she was a very experienced rower and she, she had a lot of experience as a canoeist. Well, don't you know, like we had to perform a rescue operation within 30 minutes of being out on the raft that they, they capsized on the one big rapid that we had to go down. Um, and, uh, so yes, we had to save the little girl's parents in the first 30 minutes. <laughs> 30 minutes of this oh. trip. Monica, yeah. you've done some rubber ducky paddling yes, in your past. Rubber duckies. I prefer that. It's more action. It's definitely yeah, it's more fun. action. See, Monica, as an adult, that's what you want, a little more action. But when you're in charge of a child who's not, really not yours, just your grandchild, you really don't want that child to be doing what uh, Pete likes to do, which is rodeo, where they he stands the child up. You know what this is? Stands the child up on the raft and then spins the raft around as hard as he can and then stops it so that the child flows into this gigantic flowing river and the child would be going downstream and we'd never be able to get him again. <laughs> so that was super fun. No, that was, that we, we really did have fun. Uh, but I just, just, it was a lot. I was exhausted by the end of my, um, of my rafting trip. So you, but then, so next year's activity list for Nana camp might not include river rafting. Oh, no, they love river rafting. They okay. love they loved it. They wanted more. And so, but we had been promising, promising to go tubing on the Yampa. The river level was low enough. But again, this was not sort of lazy river, you know, sipping your beverage, just sitting in a big old tube. I had like a death grip on, because uh, you, you have enough, you have like... Monica, I know, but you have these young kids, right? And the river is like all of a sudden like things that look fun for as an adult. Like with a kid, you're like, oh my gosh, if he falls out of that tube, he's going to be way, he's going to hit his head. He's going to like, it's, and you know, oh, so that was, that was, but we're done. We've done both of those things. Rapping. Julie, can I, uh, can I ask, did you do these activities with your own children when they were six and eight? You probably did, right? I guess I did, Liz, but I'm sure I was, I, I mean, I think maybe because they are not my children, I just, different. I just, it feels different. You have this bigger sense of responsibility uh -huh. and the river just seemed really wild. Both the Colorado and the Tampa, Whew. I mean, on the way home from the Colorado River, Pete, our great, our, you know, our great river guide, was telling the story about the week before a woman who was 51 years old had somehow gotten caught under the raft because they sort of tipped over in some big rapid. And uh, she had lost consciousness and she stopped breathing and she had no pulse. But Pete, because Pete, 
Pete, Pete performed CPR, brought her back to life, really? put her in a hel- helicopter, and everything was good. I was like, are you kidding? Oh, I, mean, I, I think the marketing department needs to talk to Pete. That is not a good story <laughs> to tell customers. Customers don't, don't want to hear that, they, that you can bring them back to life. That is not the yeah, point. like... She really came right back. It was a great moment to see those eyes fluttering, and uh, she was a okay. So, okay, Pete, that's good. I feel good that you have those skills, but I really didn't want to put myself in that situation. Okay, so that was the report from Nana Camp. Again, we're going to work with popsicle sticks and crafting this week. I think that's what we're going to do. Can I but just I suggest it seems like both of these activities you just described might have produced some photos that would work as hashtag sad sister summer fun i i'm gonna i'm going to look at that liz and as soon as i master hashtagging <laughs> they'll be there okay be there. all right good thank you uh, just just a couple more summer tidbits for you first of all a no poo update and monica I, I may need your help on this you know this has been a big trend at satellite sisters where we have stopped washing our hair we are just not everyone a few not of everyone you. i know it's not some people have been reporting in they're very dissatisfied with the results but there are a lot of people out there stopped washing their hair they're just rinsing their hair they're conditioning and our sister leanne had the tip to use suave conditioner. Uh, That was, uh, I, you know, there's no proof that that's any better than any of the conditioners. She just likes the smell of it. So I went to get some, because I'm on the no poo bandwagon, and I went to get some suave conditioner. And again, like all products in the grocery stores and pharmacies, there's, it's just been a product explosion. You know, you go in to buy suave conditioner, and there are like 15 different kinds of suave di- conditioner. But I picked up one that's called humectant. Have you heard this word? Do you even know what this word is? Yes, Humect- I've heard that in relation to other hair conditioners oh you have okay because i i had to <laughs> it was paul mitchell in the old days remember the old paul mitchell in the white bottle yeah they yeah. had some sort of humectant okay. what is it what does it, it do? I, don't, I don't know i would think it would attract water that's exactly hair. right, Monica. I looked it up on. Uh, I looked it up, and it's a hyro, uh, gro- <laughs> It's a hyro substance, and it's used to keep things. <laughs> I'm glad we've we've covered a lot of hard science today. It gets exhausting. Hyro It's yeah. It's high grow uh, uh, spot. Uh, something. It's it's it, it is the opposite of desiccant. That's all you need to know. Okay, oh. but it, okay, it is it is supposed to keep things moist. But I had never That's heard cool. of that term. I am putting my humectant conditioner into operation this week. Mm-hmm. I, I encourage others uh, to do the same. Second little tidbit I want to mention. Uh, this was on our Facebook page, Satellite Sisters Facebook page. A big thanks to Lee who posted that apparently there's going to be a Paul Newman Forever stamp. Yes, I saw was, that. I'm so excited about that. I am going to write more letters. I think other people will as well. I, I they expect that on the holiday cards, sisters. There will be Paul Newman looking at looking at you. Okay. <laughs> All right. That would be a merry Christmas just to get Paul Newman in the mail. Yes, there you go. And then um, another thing that I realized, an article that I saw that, um, and it made me do you know do some introspection in my closet that I indeed am an, a stripe holic. 
I realized that I bought my first striped shirt on my junior year abroad. You know, that French Breton style shirt, blue and white. And then when I returned, I bought a classic one from The Gap, you know, when The Gap was good. And for 15 years, I had this blue and white striped shirt that I love. And now I look around in my closet. I have like about 10 striped shirts. I have striped sweaters, striped knit tops. And I realized that I am a stripeaholic, and there is a new designer out there that that's all she's – her name is Nikki Cool, K-U-L-E. That's all she's going to design is striped shirts, okay? This is wow. because she did some introspection to follow her passion, and that's what she's going to do. She's going to make um, striped shirts all made in America, so these will be American stripes, not French stripes, and you two <laughs> can get some of those. What do you think about that? Do you have striped shirts, sisters? Well, me, I, I'm really a polka dot girl myself. I've always been drawn to polka dots, especially in the summer. I think they're very fresh. I've had quite a few nice polka dot bathing suits, polka dot shirts. So I love the polka dot. Okay. Liz, are you a striped a stripe no, girl? No, the, I don't know. I just felt like the horizontal stripe was never my best look. Uh, yeah. And it's almost impossible to find anything in a vertical stripe, which you think would be nice, would make you look taller. I would, yeah. but there aren't that many vertical stripe things in the world. No, so I, I'm I'm looking in my closet because I'm actually sitting on my bed as we record this today, and my closet door is open. Nope, there's not a single stripe in the whole closet, Joel. Okay, nope. well, but I'm a stripe. It's a good on you. Good okay. on you. I'm just going to keep wearing Apparently, I'm going to keep wearing it. All right, Monica, I know because we're running up. Post it on Instagram. Yes. All right. That is summer fun. Striped shirts. Striped shirts. Okay. Well, that's my tidbit report for today. Monica, I know you have. What are you going to do today, Monica? Well, just one thing. You know, we're having uh, extreme hot weather again this weekend. It's 98 yesterday, going to be 98 today. So I have a whole hot weather protocol in my life on the weekends. I go to the public pool at 1. I get, there's like one corner in the shade. So I make sure I get there right at the right time to get the one chair in the shade, bring a book, swim a few laps, go to the pool. And then about 4.30, I go directly to the movie theater. (laughs) And at this point, I don't care what's playing. I'm going to the, I've seen like 18 movies in the past, this past month. And then I go directly from the movie theater I try to see a movie about 4.30 or 5, and then I go to an air-conditioned restaurant, and I sit there for a couple of hours. Sometimes I just go to an air-conditioned coffee shop. So yesterday, that was what I was doing. So I was deciding between seeing one of the Amy movies. So now Amy Schumer has a movie out. It's Amy Schumer and Judd Apatow, Trainwreck, you know, romantic comedy. I have to tell you, I'm not totally sold on Amy Schumer. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I think she's she definitely the of the moment. Right. She's, I think she's hilarious. She's it, girl. I think I love her. Some of her stand up and her timing is very, very funny. I just don't like. She's kind of she's pretty potty mouth, <laughs> you know. And when she goes into the whole bathroom humor thing. I just don't love that. It's but okay. it's not my thing. But I do think she's extremely funny, like nine, 80% of the time, I'm going to say. Um, or there's another movie out, Amy, and this is the documentary about Amy Winehouse. So, oh, right. Uh, oh, I'd so, like to see that. 
Yeah, I think you should, Liz. So, so I ended up seeing Amy. I went to Cinema Twenty One. It was so dark and cool in there. Oh, it was happening. <laughs> I could stay there all day. So, the director of this movie, this Asif Kapadia, he made the documentary about Senna, the Formula One race. I car. loved that movie. And if if I you haven't too. seen Senna, like even if you don't love like race cars or whatever or Formula One, that's a fantastic it's a story. Movie. Fascinating. So uh, you know, I went no- knowing it was going to be really sad and difficult to watch, and it is all that. But I would suggest seeing it for the music because she was such a powerful singer, and she had such a unique voice and. The way in the beginning when you see Amy at her fullest and when she's having this young, you know, star, she's having all this success. And the way that the sound is mixed in the movie is that her voice is like up front in all of the music. And he also has, there are all the lyrics to her songs written on the screen as she's singing. And it just, I thought it was very powerful because... Her songs were very unique and her, her singing style. So, you know, it was, and she was in, you know, young. She was very funny, very brash. And then what's hard about the movie is that you, you see this young woman and she's just dying on screen, you know, year after year. I mean, I think everyone knows she died of alcohol intoxication. She was a drug addict. Uh, you know, her life, just went downhill but I still thought it was a beautifully done movie and it made me want to come home and listen to her music and so that's what I did last night in my house that was 90 degrees (laughs) anyways okay well good movie tip I will definitely put that on my list yeah today I'll see train wreck Good idea, Monica. Nothing else to do at five o'clock when it's on. So today I'm going to go see Trainwreck. Uh, all right. Well, that, actually, that sounds good. Uh, the uh, yeah, stay away from the earthquake movies. You know, yeah, uh, the, yeah. the, I don't think anyone in the Pac Northwest needs uh, any more earthquake imagery this week. Did wasn't there one that just came out last month? But with that that starred the rock that was about LA. Yeah, I didn't go see yeah. that for for the same reason. I, eh, I've got some water. I've got some canned food. I'm just gonna call it a day. And of course, I have all the same things in the back of my car, which has been much discussed. So I, got, I have the double earthquake supplies, and then a lot of other uh, stuff in my car. All right. So wow, full show today. Thanks, yeah. sisters. This was fun. Thanks, Liz. Thanks, Liz. Thanks for the tutorial. Yeah. We'll be hashtagging all week long. Yes. Hashtag Sat Sisters. Hashtag Sat Sisters. Summer fun. Give Instagram a, tw- a try, sisters. I think I think you'll enjoy it. Just don't overthink it. So on that note, <laughs> we are the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. <laughs>